This is a show for grown-ups. And they say bad words. And they say bad words. Say final warning. Final warning. Hello, and welcome to a very sexy episode of The Pod of Blunders. I'm your host, as always, Nate, the love muffin Magnuski. And with me is Richard, the meat haver Sullivan. What's happening, now, baby? Now, Richard, I don't know why you chose that nickname to be your sexy nickname, but here yeah. we are. Nathan, I don't know why we're using these sexy voices. That's because this is our special Valentine's Day super sexy episode of The Pod of Blunders. Hey, Richard. Yeah. If you can stop being so turned on all the time and tell our beautiful audience what we're playing today. We're both... <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> we're playing I Kissed Mothman Behind the Arby's. A romantic rom-com simulator for two players by Han Tob. This is a game about falling deeply in love with someone utterly unlike yourself. One of us will be the cryptid, and one of us will play the human. Nay, I think it's only fair that we flip a coin. Call it in the air. Heads or tails? Mm, tails. Tails it is. What would you like to be, my friend? Oh, I definitely want to be the cryptid. I'm a human every day, and it sucks. So, Nathan, it looks like you are the cryptid, and I will play the part of the human. Which part, specifically? Like, the butt? Most of the human. I'll play the whole human. So, what kind of cryptid do I want to be? I had a couple ideas. I thought the Loch Ness Monster. Okay. That seemed like a little too like moist. And you'd have to keep up a Scottish accent the whole episode. I've played a lot of dwarves in D&D. I could probably do it. What's not? What else you got? Then I thought of Michele Mbembe, which is the big, like, brachiosaurus that lives in Africa. If we start getting really romantic and hot and heavy, it would be like, you know, the angles would be hard between a brachiosaurus and a human. And I think it would just pop you or something. I thought of the bunyip, because it's fun to say. Mm-hmm. But then again, I'm not sure what that is. Then I thought the chupacabra, but mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of goats. Yeah, that was that was a close one. I thought of just something simple, straightforward. The Sasquatch, the Bigfoot. Okay. But it's too obvious, you know? So I thought I'd put a little stank on it, a little wrinkle. Literally a little stank. I, I decided to play the skunk ape. Okay, okay. So you know the skunk ape. You're familiar with that, right? You know, the only skunk ape reference I'm familiar with is... House of a Thousand Corpses. So other than that, I'm just going to assume you're like a Sasquatch with no nose. Richard, how would I smell? Terrible! <laughs> I am a skunk cape. So Bigfoot comes from the Pacific Northwest in most myths, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of area. Skunk cape comes from the swamps of like Florida and Georgia. And he fucking stinks. Hence the name. So you're the Florida man of cryptids. Yeah, I'm the kind of Sasquatch that's kind of like Take all your your grandma's prescription medication, steal a taxi cab, and drive it into a children's hospital. You know, typical skunk Florida ape. man behavior. Yeah, skunk ape. I was going to say typical Florida behavior, but skunk ape behavior maybe. And you're going to play the human role. I was born to play. Hmm. So we're going to create our characters first, and the way this game does that is through asking a series of questions. So I'm going to ask you your questions, and you can ask me my questions. Okay. All right, human. 
What is your name? My name oh. will be Robin. So Robin, what do you look like? Hmm. I'm gonna say I got really thick glasses, uh, greasy mullet. <laughs> I'm wearing a a really baggy sweatshirt with really baggy you know overalls, one strapped mm-hmm. down of course. Oh yeah, clogs, wearing clogs. Like wooden ones or like Crocs? Like Crocs, because you okay. know Florida the Crocs live in Florida. That's a thing. And they float in the swamp water, so that's always handy. Yeah. How old are you in this? Because I want to know who I'm romancing here. I think we're young, crazy kids. I think we're we're 21. Where do you live? So I live in a trailer park down in Florida, and now near the swamp. Uh, I live with my disabled mother that I take care of. And what have you heard about cryptids? Uh, I've heard nothing good about these cryptids. You know, they break into your house, they eat all your food, they steal babies. They're just slovenly second-class creatures that, that just shouldn't be around us civilized human beings. Damn, all right. So I'm going to save your last question until we do my questions. Okay. Nathan, so, mm-hmm. what is the name of your cryptid? My skunk ape has the most sickening, horrific name you could possibly think of. Keith. Ugh. Oh, I know. What are you called by others? I think people call me Bigfoot a lot, and that really pisses me off because, like, that's not me. Bigfoot are out somewhere else. But then they like, usually just call me Stinky or Hairball, that kind of stuff. You know, no, no one ever asks who, you, who I am. It's always, what is that? And never, how is that, you know? Mm. I can see why that'd be hurtful. Yeah. Well, why are they saying that? Because what do you look like? So I'm like seven and a half feet tall. I am covered in lank, greasy black hair. So picture every freshman in high school goth kid that you knew. Their hair was just like completely all over me, covered in burrs and like it's knotted and nasty. I have these two protruding tusks coming up from my bottom lip. And I kind of walk hunched over because of uh, I live in a cave. Oh, and that kind of helps us with our next question. That being, where do you live? Yeah, in a cave. Uh, I live in a cave in the swamps. Um, I can walk to town if I have to, but I don't like to. The swamp is just safer for me, I think. And what do you think of humans? I think they don't appreciate their world that they live in. I think they take everything for granted. I think that it's dangerous. I think they're dangerous because they they are hateful and suspicious. And I, I think I'm better off to be away from them even though I I secretly admire a lot of their stuff from afar. And that brings us to our our last question that I need to ask you. What has Robin heard about me, Keith, in particular? Maybe you're the last of your kind and you've isolated yourself in that cave up in the hill and that you're dangerous. Robin likes a bad boy, skunky. (laughs) (laughs) So now that we have our characters established, we're going to play through four scenes that will show the love, conflict, and sizzling chemistry between the two of us. Because it's Valentine's Day, Richard, and... I can't think of anybody I'd want to be playing this romantic game with other than you. Jenna wouldn't do it with you, would she? No, she was busy. (laughs) So we'll each have three tokens throughout play that we can give each other at the end of each round. When the humans give a token to the cryptid, this represents a moment in which the humans have shared a piece of their life or culture, has taught the cryptid something about society, or has otherwise introduced the cryptid to something human. 
when the cryptid gifts a token to the human, this represents a moment in which the cryptid has shared a piece of their being, beliefs, or history, has subverted a myth taught by humans, or has otherwise introduced the human to something wild and monstrous. Let's just get to our first scene. So what I've done on my side, because Richard and I are playing from a distance due to COVID, I have four stacks of the face cards divided by suit in front of me. And so I'll draw one of the cards and that will give us a jumping off point for our first scene. Because this game is played through four scenes. At the end, we'll talk about our love. So the first scene is called The Meeting. So it's pretty much our, our meet cue, how we, how we get to find each other. So I will draw this card now. We have the queen. Your first meeting is unexpected. You've run into each other in an unlikely place at an unlikely time. I think I've already established that I don't really go into town too much. So that could be unexpected. Or if you want to be in like the swamp or something for some reason. I don't know why the hell you would be in the swamp, but. Well, maybe my, uh, oh, what do you call those? Those like fan boats? I think they call fan boats. If they're yeah. Not I'm thinking maybe I'm riding my fan boat through the swamp mm-hmm. and something goes wrong mechanically with it, but it's the worst possible place it could happen because, you know, I know that this is the, the home of the dreaded skunk ape, Keith, and I'm, <laughs> I'm getting scared. But I think based when you, you know, when you were talking about how you think humans take things for granted. Maybe, maybe you're like, you're fascinated with like human machinery and like as a hobby, you take apart like old junk cars and you can rebuild engines based off of things you've read and like old uh, car manuals and stuff. Oh, I like that. Maybe there's like a junkyard near near the spot that I can raid at night or something. Yes. You're the, well, that's the thing you've been breaking into the junkyard and the owner, old man Harrison up at the junkyard curses your name at night. Damn skunk apes stole all my catalytic converters Ooh, there's a lot of good money in those a lot of platinum. yeah yeah well you don't know that because you have no hey. need for money <laughs> that's right i live off the land <laughs> a proud majestic keith i don't know the first thing about vehicles so maybe uh or boats so maybe i i'm going off i'll try to get signal on my cell phone and of course there's terrible signal in horror movies so mm-hmm. i have to try to find a, a higher spot that i can get signal leaving my boat unattended I think from my perspective, I see you humming along, which is the sound they make in my head. Sure. And it sputters out. The fan stops. You kind of coast into like a little banking or some kind of sandbar type idea. And you you walk off somewhere and I'm looking at this airboat and I'm like, oh man, I've never had a chance to like tinker with one of these before. So I kind of look around and I sneak out and I think it's getting dark. I think it's close to sunset and I'm walking out with my old rusty toolbox that I've scavenged all the different pieces from like i don't know like walmart dumpsters and the junkyard and what have you and i'm out there and i start tinkering with the engine trying to figure out what's wrong i don't know where you went and right now not my concern i don't see you yeah so maybe i've i've been trying to get triple a on the phone so maybe when i appeared all the commotion by my fan boat i said oh boy triple a must have gotten there really quick like before i could even get in touch with them so like in your world you're thinking there's some kind of minority report version of triple a that just knows when the accident's going to happen and shows up beforehand. <laughs> Some pre-cog AAA. Quadruple <laughs> <laughs> A. The extra A stands for already there. Aware. <laughs> <laughs> you hop down from uh, if you're up a tree or something, you're on the top of a hill. I don't mm-hmm. know. And you see, I don't think I'm wearing clothes. I'm a, I'm a skunk cape. No one's seeing me. 
So you see a very hairy dude, huge, hunkered down over your fan boat, like standing in waist deep water, maybe like alligators around, just not giving a shit and clanking away at your engine. Yeah. So maybe I'm not aware that you're a, a, a Bigfoot. So maybe I come up behind you and I say like, um, gee, mister, thank you for helping. Like, what seems to be the problem with my engine? And that's when you like turn around and I'm shocked and like start screaming. So I think I scream too. <laughs> I think we're just, we're throwing, <laughs> and I throw my screwdriver and it goes whoop, plunk into the water somewhere. I'm like, no, oh no, that was my good Phillips head. And I turn around and see you like, oh, oh God, a, a human. Uh, please stop screaming. I'm not going to hurt you. Uh, um, I don't know why you're yelling so much. Please stop. Is it Bigfoot fixing my engine? Oh, you're one of those humans. <sighs> not all large, hairy mammals are Bigfoot. Sometimes we're Yetis or a Sasquatch or maybe even a Wendigo if you're very unlucky. I am a skunk ape. But more importantly, my name is Keith. And I hold up my hand to you. You're Keith, the lone skunk ape that lives in the caves? I just, I'm, I want to fix your fan boat and get you out of here. Look, my screwdriver's gone. I, I can't go find and get it this time of night. It's getting dark. Look, you have one of those um, those bright rectangles you guys always hold to your heads? Cell phone? Is that a bright rectangle? Yeah, you need my flashlight. Okay. Okay, yeah. Um, and my, maybe some other stuff. But come on, come over here. I, I need your help. So I, I kind of, so like, I'm showing you stuff like, oh, look, see right here, this is your fuel line. It looks like it got caught on something you were going over, maybe like a tree branch or something, but I can fix this. I need, I need like a, a lighter. I need a ballpoint pen. And uh, if you have any kind of like, I don't know, like a pocket knife or something. Honey, this is Florida. We all have those things. <laughs> What's your name? My name's Robin. Um, you hold the flashlight and you see me like, I take the, the lighter. I melt the end of the pen and I push it into the Phillips head screw that I'm trying to get out. And the melting plastic forms into the screw head. I take it out. I put it under the swamp water, cool it down a little bit. So it becomes a hard plastic again. And I use that to unscrew something so I can replace your, rehook up your, your fuel line. I think you noticed that like there's car parts and whatnot strewn all throughout the swamp near me now, like half sunk in. Okay. Well, that should do it. Um, I guess you better mosey on because it's getting pretty dark out. I, I, I'll go back uh, to my cave now. Um, you, out of all the humans I've never met, you're whatever. You're good. Bye. Bye. Fuck off. Back to my hole. So after the end of the first scene, uh, we have to ask each other some questions. Robin, what immediately attracts you to Keith? I think seeing how handy he is with engines and how he can fix anything. Maybe somebody in Robin's past, father figure of some type, an uncle, a father was a mechanic that she's lost. And that's something that uh, she sees of great value in a person. Nice. And on my side, I think the fact that you were even willing to be near me and didn't try to get violent, you didn't try to, you didn't disparage me too much. You called me Bigfoot, but whatever, that happens. You've heard my reputation and you still weren't like, I'm getting out of here. I'm running and screaming like that. That was important to me. So I think that I'm attracted to your openness and your willingness to just kind of like see how things go without judging too harshly. What kind of first impression does Robin hope Keith got from her? That I'm adventurous. I hope that you know that I respect and know the land 
you know, I like to get out and, and ride the swamps and I'm not afraid of alligators and other type of beasties. And I hope that the first impression that you got from me was that not all monsters are monstrous. Like I'm not just like a monster. I'm, I'm Keith. I'm a single person who wants nothing more than to be helpful. I know a lot about human stuff, like how it works, but not what it's called. Cause I haven't been able to take those manuals yet. So you're basically like Ariel if she was a smelly skunk ape. Yeah, except I don't have the seashells on my boobs. Oh, no, you've just I got do. crabs. So wait, let's talk. Because <laughs> I live alone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to give any tokens out? Yeah, Nate, is there anything that we did that was token worthy toward each other, do you feel? I mean, you've, you shared a piece of your culture with me in terms of like showing me your cell phone, telling me what it was called and all that. All right, yeah. So I'll give you a token for showing you my cell phone. And I think I would give you one back for, for subverting a myth taught by humans because you're like, oh, it's Keith, the vicious skunk ape. And I'm like, hand me that pen, please. Yeah, I think just the fact that you fixed my vehicle was huge. So I'll give you one back of that. Okay. Um, did I introduce anything monstrous? Except like me. No, you no, <laughs> but you, you subverted my expectations. Oh, all right. I'll give you another one. Okay. So you are up four now. Yes. I'm winning the romance. <laughs> That's how all romances should be. <laughs> Victory or death. Yes. So Nate, let's move on to our second date where we haven't been able to stop thinking about each other. I'm going to draw the card. Let's draw. Oh, queen. Again, second queen. Your second date is awkward. You've met some unanticipated difficulties, whether that's social or simply a problem with the food at the restaurant you picked. We never said that we were going to meet up again. So do you find me at the junkyard? Is that a difficulty? Like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be breaking in there and you, you show up and I'm being chased by a dog or something. No, how about, how about I'm already on a date and what makes it awkward is like, like you're the waiter at my date. I'm a skunk ape. I don't wait. <laughs> You don't wait. You just take what you want. <laughs> okay, so maybe not a waiter. I'm trying to. Maybe think. I'm behind the dumpster and I see you through the window with your date. Like I'm scavenging, and I fuck up your date. Well, no, I think maybe maybe my date's like a real jerk, you know. And he's oh, look at that stupid skunk ape. And I'm like, hey, that skunk ape has a name, and he's Keith, and he has talents and ambitions. I like that. All right. So I still want to be scavenging <laughs> outside and I want to watch your entire day like a creep. Okay. And then afterwards you come out, maybe he tries to like, tries to give you a smooch or just as a dick. And like you said, it makes fun of me or something. Then you come to my rescue. Well, see, I'm playing it like it's an eighties teen romantic comedy. So maybe, <laughs> you know, he's a jerk, but you know, he's like super popular and you know, everybody loves him. So I let it go. But then maybe like, we go back out to my car or his car and maybe starts getting like a little handsy mm-hmm. and I'm like, Chad, stop. <laughs> no, <laughs> let's play this out. <laughs> I'm at a Del Taco on my first date with Chad. You know, maybe it's the local waffle house and I'm on a date with, you know, Chad, the good looking, you know, jock type. And as we're eating our waffle fries, he looks out the window and says, oh, look at that. Look at that. 
dirty, smelly skunk ape picking through the garbage. And I'm like full on just like drinking waffle batter out of an old bag. And I kind of like look in the window and I see you and I try to play it cool and put it down and like wipe all the waffle batter out of my face fur and I kind of give you a wave. You know, he has a name and it's Keith. You know, he has other things going on. In fact, I bet you didn't know that he's one hell of a mechanic. Uh, I don't care because I don't hang out with monsters. That fancy T-bird you have, I bet you wouldn't know the first thing on how to fix that if that thing broke down in the middle of the night, would you? Maybe if something goes wrong, I'll just call my dad and he'll call a record. I'll come get it. Why would I know how to fix a car? That's the problem with you, Chad. You're soft. A skunk ape like that, he'd eat you alive. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it looks like if I was waffle batter, he might have a shot at it. <laughs> you know, suddenly I'm not very hungry for fried chicken and waffles. I think you should take me home, Chad. Ah, fine. Whatever. He slams down like a dollar fifty, which is way too little for the waffle fries. He goes, let's go. So I think Keith is... He has no idea what you're saying. You couldn't hear through the glass. He doesn't yeah. know that I'm defending you. and Right. But what he does so, notice is that maybe Chad's getting a little handsy feely in the back of his T-bird. And I'm like, uh, no, I thought you were just going to take me home. And he's like, yeah, I will. Once we're, once you've earned the French fries, you wait. I think I hear, I think Keith hears like yelling. Mm-hmm. And he comes over. I think he like rips the door off of the T-bird. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking it rips the whole roof off, but yeah, that works. He rips the door right off. <laughs> and like frisbees it across the parking lot. But I think he's going to rescue you, but you've already managed to like kick Chad in the face and break his nose. So by the time I rip the door off, he's just like sitting there crying, like my nose, I'm getting blood all over my interior, you bitch. And I say, finally, a real man. Take me out of here, Keith. Suddenly, I've lost my appetite for chat. <laughs> You're getting a lot of mileage out of the appetite loss line. <laughs> what did I say already? <laughs> yeah, the chicken and waffles. Oh. Suddenly, Take- I've lost my appetite for other lines. <laughs> I, I think at that point, you have to like scoop me up. and. Yeah, I flick chat on the head and I pick you up. And I set you down on the ground right away. There's extra waffles if you're hungry. You know, I told Chad I wasn't hungry, but secretly, I'm starving. I think I bring you back to the dumpster, and I'm like, uh, sorry, I can't bring you inside. I, they don't like like let us inside. And I rip open a garbage bag, and I say, at the end of the night, they throw out everything that's like the, just a day old, so it's still good. And it's in a clean bag, so like, what's the big deal, you know? They just throw this food away? I mean, it's, it's perfectly good. Like, I would have thought dumpster diving is gross, but... This this is this is just wasteful. This is great. Oh oh my goodness! Oh blueberry pancakes. Oh no 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 no! Oh, that's not blueberry. That's mold. Put oh, that one down. Okay. Yeah, you gotta you you develop an eye for this kind of stuff, and like usually if you smell it, you can tell like you know what's good and what's bad. That's always the trick. I gotta be honest with you. I don't have much sense of a smell. It's really? bothered. Really? I was sick as a little girl, and I've lost my ability to smell. So I wouldn't know if these. Pancakes smell delicious or sweet. I, sorry, I get very upset thinking of all that I've lost. So I, I kind of like uh, awkwardly patch you on the back, like harder than I mean to. I'm not sure how to comfort a human. I'm like uh, that makes a lot of sense, given that you're not throwing up everywhere when you're near me. I'm pretty stinky from what people tell me. I can't smell it. I mean, no one smells themselves, right? You, you smell. You smell nice. And I kind of look away. I think. At that exact time, the back door of the kitchen flies open. The cook comes out. He's like, oh, it's that goddamn skunk ape again. And this other kid. 
and he turns the hose up from the kitchen on us, and we, we scramble off into the night, laughing with our purloined bag of waffles. I like it. Let's do the tokens thing. Okay. So right now it's four to two. Mm-hmm. But who's counting? I'm winning. <laughs> Did you share part of your culture with me? You shared yeah. your dumpster finds with me. That's true. Yep, I'm giving you another one. So I'm down to one. So yeah, I think that really was the only token that gets exchanged there. What do you think? Well, beyond you sharing your love for dumpster diving with me, you also saved me from harm. I subverted a myth taught by humans. If you're expecting me to like eat you, I guess that would be... Well, I'm out of tokens, so I can't give you any more tokens. Or what about the scene makes Robin want to see Keith again? I think she admires a man that actually sticks up for. Um, and I also think she's liking this new side of her that is more open to things like eating out of a dumpster. It's exciting. It's kind of dirty, but it's, it's kind of cool at the same time. And how has your perception of the other person changed? Well, again, I don't think dumpster diving is gross. Now I see it as just humans being wasteful. And I'm more on the side of the skunk ape that thinks humans are wasteful because I see that now after tasting this amazing food that's only a little spoiled. I think for my stuff with Robin, I think these questions are linked because I want to see you again because you're just you're a nice person, but there's more than that now. You're not just a nice person. You're not just kind because I saw what you did to Chad when he got fucking handsy. You kicked the crap out of him. And rightfully so. So the fact that you can take care of yourself, so the fact that you don't need a, like a rescue or something, you don't need some big, strong dude, is really cool. I think that changed my perception of you too, because I, I went over to the car ready to destroy. And it was already pretty much resolved. I just took you out of it. And the fact that you're willing to be like, yeah, I'll eat trash. That sounds great. But most importantly, you are nose blind. So <laughs> that's not going to be a problem for us. Hey, this is Nate from the future. With another ad zone. Our friends over at Peach Garden Games are hosting the Solo But Not Alone bundle over on itch.io. This collection features 87 games from a ton of amazing indie designers for just 10 bucks. All proceeds are being donated to Jasper's Game Day, a nonprofit organization that, with the help of the RPG community, raises funds for suicide prevention and awareness. We've read and reviewed a bunch of these games over the past month, and dang. There's so many excellent solo RPGs here. If you would like to get a bunch of great games, support amazingly creative and compassionate indie designers, and support a cause that touches so many lives, click the link in the show notes, or just Google Solo But Not Alone for more details. And please do not wait, because this offer ends on March 7th. And now, back to the show. Let's move on to round three. See, we've been dating for a while. So there's bound to be a bump in the road. Oh, no. Draw a card, Nathan. Draw a card. All right. It's the only card I need, Richard. The Ace of Spades. The Ace of Spades. Your fight is about something silly. The kind of fight where you don't quite remember what you were fighting about at the end of it. So I think it's been, what do you think, like a month or two? Yeah, I'd say it's about, about a month. Like we've been dumpster diving together. We've been you've been coming out maybe to the my swamp. I probably like looked behind your house a couple times. You showed me like where you live. You've been showing me your your garage. You've been showing me projects you've been working on. Yeah. So what's something silly that we could fight about? What if it's that like every time I come by your house, your you said your your mom is disabled that you take care of. Mm-hmm. What if she complains about the smell and you don't tell her like where it's from or what's causing it? 
but she wants to get a dog because she thinks there's skunks living nearby or she wants to get a gun or something like that. And you're like, oh, that's a good idea. And I'm like, no, that's not a good idea. That's an awful idea because she might see me and then shoot me. Yeah, but see, I don't think that's silly. I think that's very serious. That's the problem with silly. What if you double dip all your chips? (laughs) Okay, now, yeah, okay. Now we're more in the silly (laughs) territory. That's gross. And like, you're literally a skunk ape. And I'm like, yeah, but I got class. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe you caught me picking my nose. (laughs) All right. So- Maybe you're showing me a movie or something like that, and we're behind your house on your cell phone, right? And I look over and like illuminated by the light, you're just fucking digging out a winner. You're digging for green gold, and I am repulsed by this. I'm like, oh, what the hell, Robin? What are you doing? Well, what? You're a skunk cape. Don't you do this all the time? No. You know how many germs. Are in your boogers? Like that's why boogers exist is to stop the germs going into your head. You can't just dig your dirty fingers in your nose. You're gonna get sick. Oh, gross! You eat out of dumpsters, and and this bothers you, Robin. You eat out of dumpsters now too, and I know that food isn't spoiled. I I can smell it. Oh, oh, so you can smell things? So what? You're you're gonna hold that above me? You know I can't smell things. Yeah, I know. That's why we're together because I stink. You can smell, and because I can't smell, that's the only reason I'm with you. What, what do you th- What do you think I am? No, look, I'm, I'm sure there's other reasons you're with me. I don't know. I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. But like, I, I, you can't say that that not being able to smell isn't part of it. It doesn't help in some way. You know, for you to even bring that up, that's messed up, Keith. That's really, really messed up. On occasion, I pick a booger. And you know what? I thought I could be myself around you, but apparently you're no different than anybody else. I mean, I'm literally a skunk ape. So uh, I'm sorry we can't all be like chiseled gods like Chad. You know, sometimes we're covered in hair and live in caves and fix old cars, which also you're welcome for being like out in, in the swamps where you needed me most. So. Oh, what? I so, I, so I owe you now? I owe you? Is that what this is? Is that what this is all about? No, I'm just saying maybe you should be appreciative. Like, I don't even know what we're finding. This is stupid. Pick your nose. I don't care. Eat it for all I care. Look, if it really bothers you, uh, I'll just go in the other room if I have to pick my nose, okay? Every now and then you get a pointy one. And you can't get it out by blowing your nose. I, I get it. I'm just worried that you're going to get sick. If you get sick, I, I can't be here to take care of you because... No one's going to let me be around you. Uh, you, You're right. You know, I I can't afford to get sick. I'm taking care of my mother. She's already sick enough. And and if I got some type of cold from eating a booger, then I don't know what I would do with myself. You know what? You're right. I'm I'm sorry. This this whole thing is stupid. Did you just say eating a booger? What? I mean, it's it's not it's not important. Never mind. I didn't. I I don't want to bring it up. (laughs) End scene. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, tokens. Uh-huh. You showed me a movie on your phone. I'm taking a card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm behind your house. I'm taking a card. Yeah, but you taught me about good personal hygiene and not eating boogers, so I'm taking it back. Yeah, well, you taught me that your kind takes care of their family members. I'm taking it back back. Let's ask each other the following questions. Has your partner adequately addressed your hurt? I mean, I don't really feel like I was hurt in that scene. I was like, I, I, I think, I, I think, 
I brought up some things like, you know, who are you to tell me about buggers? You're just a smelly skunk ape who eats behind a dumpster. Oh, that's true. I don't think you did. I don't think you really uh, absolved my hurt on that one. I think I, I was more defensive, like, oh, I gotta make up for you for this. You know, I need to apologize because I think I, I think I have more to lose in this relationship because there's no other skunk apes, and there's only you are the only person I've met that's like wanted to be anywhere near me. And I could always go back to Chad. Exactly. And I think you're jealous. Yeah, absolutely. Do you regret anything you said? I regret nothing. <laughs> I think I think I realized that the place you were coming from was out of love and you didn't want to see me get sick. What did I say that was so skunkist? That, oh, you're some smelly skunk ape that lives behind a dumpster. Like that was very it was reductionist. Not all skunk apes to eat behind But no, and... like I didn't say it in a bad way, like you do eat behind a dumpster. Like, mm, all right. Okay. Like, <laughs> I don't, we're going to have a real life fight now about our fake life fight. No, it's true, man. Richard, how are we going to move forward from this? <laughs> Next up is the proposal. The final scene. This doesn't have to be marriage. It could be moving in or going on vacation together or some other big thing. Although it could also definitely be marriage. So let's draw that card. All right. Okay. A jack of clubs. Not that the clubs part matters, but just so you know at home, it was a jack of clubs. Well, clubs is probably right because this proposal goes awry. Someone intercedes. You're interrupted. Something bonkers happens and disrupts your plan entirely. Perhaps this is the end of the road for you two. So this is going to get kind of dark. My idea. Okay. Okay. Feel free to put the kibosh on it. What if your mom dies? And I'm like, you, why don't you come live with me? Or why don't we go somewhere else entirely? What if you want me to move in with you, but I just can't as much as I want to live in the swamp cave. My mother's too sick and I could never leave her alone. Right. And maybe I don't understand that because I don't have a family, you know, or like maybe skunk keeps just like, oh, that guy's sick. He needs to wander off into the swamp now. <laughs> That's what he does. Yes, and, and maybe it becomes like a, oh, you know, you need to start doing what's right for you and you need to, you know, grow up and, and move out on your own and, you know, your mother will be just fine without you. Let's say for this date, we're in the swamp because last time we were in human land for a while. Okay. And I'm oh. showing you around the cave. There's like a uh, an extra toothbrush in the bathroom and you kind of like, and this is where you could put all your stuff. Oh, I try to make it like human accommodations for you. So I'm yes. like, oh yeah. Oh, uh, Robin, um, you know, I, I kind of want to show you some stuff uh, that I've been working on. It's nothing big. Don't get like crazy excited. So I, I, I grab you by the arm and I, I walk you back. And, I, and you see this janky old bureau I made out of a trunk of a car. I thought maybe you could like put some of your clothes here for if you stay over sometime or, you know, like for longer times. And um, look, I, I made a toilet out of this old car seat so it's soft and just go right into the water and it's like a pretty swift moving part of the swamp over here so it'll just go right away and um i i made a new spot for your toothbrush over here and i made a mirror keith keith Keith, it's lovely it really is and i can see the amount of work you've put into it but you know i can't move in with you I, i have my mother to take care of I, I was just saying, you know, maybe not move in, but like maybe you could just spend some more, like a couple nights over here because, you know, you never spend the night. You, you always have to go back. 
I'm, I'm just not in a place right now where, where that's, that's, that's possible. I mean, I can spend all day with you and, but you know, come nine o'clock, my mother needs her medicine. You, you, you know, this Keith, I, I just, I don't understand. When are you going to start living your life? Your mom, she's old and she's sick and maybe I don't get it. Cause I don't have a mom. Don't you think she'd be happier if you were just happy with life and enjoying it? Live my own life. Do you know what happened the last time I tried to live my own life, Keith? It wasn't just me and my mother. I had a father once too, you know, and he wanted me to help him one day at, at the house, help him, you know, fix the old Dodge. But you know what? I was off with friends and he was all alone and he was killed by a skunk ape. Look, I, I don't want to fight. That was the last scene. This was, I, getting, I, this was getting heavy, man. Why'd you stop? <laughs> I want to see where this goes. I don't want to, I'm not here to fight with you about this. I'm just saying, I don't know about taking care of parents. In Skunk Ape worlds, someone gets sick and they, they're not going to make it. They wander off into the swamp and we don't see them again. We have a, one last big party for them. We tell them that we love them and then they go because they don't want to be burdens. And I get that that's different for humans. And I pull out a pan, like from a drawer that I made a handful of pamphlets about like rest homes and like senior homes. Like, but I also know that there are places that take care of people that need it for humans. I know you care about your mom. And I know you take good care of her. But look, I, I love you and I want you to be with me. Not just sometimes. So I know that this is the last supposed to be the proposal. Yeah. But I think maybe if this was a movie, here's, here's the ending. You ready for this one? Yep. Cuts to us. It's our wedding day in the swamp. A couple of people there, you know, maybe, maybe Chad and his new girlfriend, the chef that sprayed a hose at you. (laughs) All the classics. Yeah. All the people we've met. The guy from the junkyard who knows I'm stealing all his car parts when he's not looking. Exactly. So all those people are there. They're there, but they're not happy about it. Yeah. Everyone's there, but conspicuously absent is my mother. And at the end of the ceremony, we, you know, we kiss the whole nine and then we look off in the distance and there she is like wandering off in the woods in accordance to skunk ape law. And I've made the decision to be with you and send my mother away in a dignified manner rather than putting her in a nursing home. I kind of pat your head. I'm like, it's better this way. She walks with the ancestors now, but like really she just tripped and fell into a puddle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thin <laughs> yeah. so you have more tokens than i do by far how does this relationship mirror the ideal of humanity you've tied down to the human ideal of being married which mm-hmm. i think is something you probably wanted deep down but i've given into the skunk ape ideal of sending my mother to die out in the woods i think i get a job at the junkyard <laughs> fixing up old cars because <laughs> i think it was like a olive branch to the old guy that runs the junkyard to invite him to our wedding. And I fixed up one of his old Lincoln town car. He was impressed by my skills. And maybe now knowing the amount of food that's wasted at the diner, because we also had the cook at our wedding, maybe I'm allowed to take all the uh, disposed food and open up like a, a cryptid human food bank. Yeah. I like it. Like a food, not bombs organization. Yeah. And so the rest of our lives are spent in the panhandle of Florida, fixing up old cars and running a food bank for cryptids and humans in need. What a lovely story. That went way better than expected. 
I didn't know if there was enough meat in this game because the game itself is only nine pages and that's including the cover. I had fun like fake fighting with you. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you got into that. <laughs> it was like couples therapy, man. <laughs> yeah, this game was freaking great. I kissed Mothman behind the Arby's. Hand Tob, if you're out there, good job. What a wonderful way to spend Valentine's Day. I can think of no better way. I mean, who would want to go on a date when you can hang out with two friends who make believe <laughs> a couple for an hour or so? Could you see yourself playing this with your actual wife? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. My worry is that the fight scene would get like <laughs> too real. Yeah, like judging up shit you don't want to deal with. <laughs> like, you, know, you left the toilet paper upside down again. Like, oh, oh, we're not doing the game if I anymore. Okay. <laughs> right. I, I want to play this game again. Maybe not like immediately. I'm wondering, could you do it for other stuff besides romance? Take an action movie. Yeah, and just figure out like what are the four key scenes and like whatever genre flick you wanted to do. And as long as it's between two people, like, oh, we could, this is our X versus Sever. Or I wonder if you could do like a man versus nature thing or, you know, I feel like this is a hackable game. I need to think about that. though. I, did, I haven't really considered that until now. A two player game is a vulnerable improv game, especially when it has to do with romance. So that was I Kiss Mothman Behind the Arby's. So this is the point of the episode where I turn my chair around and get real with y'all. We had a lot of fun here today. <laughs> but if someone you know or love is dating a skunk, if you put that shit down. Hey, Richard. Yeah, Nathan. I think at the end of this podcast, we need to get back into our sexy voices. You mean like this, baby? Oh, yeah. So we know that listening to two straight friends talk about being in a complicated, interspecial romantic relationship with each other has gotten your engines hot and ready. Almost as ready as the ones fixed by Keith, the skunk ape. So go ahead, turn the lights down low. Open up another bottle of champagne and get wild on each other. And remember, in nine months from now, you name that little baby Nate or perhaps Richardina. Have a beautiful Valentine's Day from our pod to your pod. Wad. <laughs> you say wad? God damn it. <laughs> you stuffed the whole vibe. And that's where we're going to end it. <laughs> And that's all for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we hope to see you again next week. If you like what you heard and want to support the show, please consider leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Want more actual plays, reviews, homebrew content? Check us out on potablunders.com, and be sure to follow us on Twitter, at potablunders, all one word, to keep up with our latest releases and information. We love to hear from you, so if you have any questions or concerns, you can always reach us at contact at potablunders.com. For the Pot of Blunders... I'm Nate Magnuski, and as always, may all your D's be 12s. I'm just going to assume you're really silly. Silly. <laughs> you're silly. Ah. You're silly. <laughs> oh.